Hello, everybody. Cheers. Happy Wednesday. Happy hump day. Merry Christmas Eve's Eve, I guess, or I guess Happy Hanukkah is over already. Um, happy Festivus for the rest of us, whatever it is you celebrate. Happy holidays. A lot of you are off of work already for the holidays. If you are, awesome. Enjoy it. Um, I am really excited about today's happy hour. I love particularly doing happy hours with people who I don't really know, so I get to learn their stories right along with you guys. Uh, today we have Melissa Phelan, otherwise known as Missy Wells, who will be joining us in just a little moment, and I'm excited to hear all about how she got started, the work that she's doing currently. She's done a ton of really, really cool stuff in her short career. Um, I thank everybody for joining me and joining us for another awesome Trades Lady Happy Hour. For those of you who are new here, every week I sit down with another awesome woman from various areas of the automotive and adjacent industries and kind of hear their stories and what have been their wins and their challenges and struggles and words of wisdom. So I'm excited to be joined by Missy in just a little bit. Let's see if she has... Let's see. It looks like she's in the room. Sending her an invite. Hopefully technology works for us. There is like a crazy storm brewing outside. I don't know if the microphone's going to pick it up, but the wind is blowing like a tornado out there. There she is. Hello. Hey. Hey, hey, hey. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Is it cold where you are? Um, it's actually not too bad today. It's getting a little nicer out, so. That's good. <laughs> I, I'd say it's cold, yeah, for most people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I've been in Arizona long enough now that everything is cold to me because I'm a wuss. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm from a cold climate, but once you live in Arizona for a while, your blood thin thins out and anything below 70 feels like freezing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm used to working outside on all my vehicles, eh? So when people ask me, you know, like, why aren't you working on the, you know, say your turbo setup or whatever, it's because I have to work outside <laughs> and it's really freaking cold. So Yeah. And there's something about when cold tools like stick to your hands because they're that cold. That's yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> Are you in your shop right now? Yes, I am. I always do my interviews in here just because this is my space and I feel more, most comfortable in here. So, right. yeah. Cheers. I don't, I don't blame you. Cheers. What are you drinking tonight? Uh, I have whiskey. <laughs> nice. My yeah. girl. What kind of whiskey? Um, it's called Forty Creek. Oh, I don't know that one. Yeah, so I think it's Canadian whiskey. Okay. Well, that makes sense being that you're yeah. in Canada. Where in Canada are you? Uh, so I'm located in a place called Kingston, Ontario. Okay. Yeah. It's like, that uh, where you're from? it's like three, three hours away from Toronto. Okay. And, uh, so. Very cool. Is that where you're from originally? Yeah. Um, nice. I grew up here and, uh, I was working out in Toronto for about three years, welding, uh, doing production, uh, supervisory work, um, I was a supervisor for about three, four guy welders. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I did that for a while. And then my father got sick. Mm -hmm. So I had to move back home and make sure he was taking care of himself a little bit. So yeah, 
you know, that's always a, a tough decision, but um, yeah. Yeah, that was I, don't, I don't blame you for making that decision though. It's a, we gotta enjoy them while they're around, right? So. Yeah, yeah, he's he's been an alcoholic my entire life, and okay. like, um, it's funny because we're drinking, but I know, it, I know, I was like, oh god, now I feel it's bad. It's okay. No, it, like I've learned, it's okay, and I, that's the greatest part about having bad things in your life is learning the good things from them, right? Amen um, to that. Yeah, so I've learned to have like one drink, and I'm good, you know. Nice uh, special occasions like tonight, yeah. and getting to talk with my one of my longest idols like I swear Aww. when I started welding it was you and uh Jessie had just gotten together kind of you know nice. like she had, she had left four by fouring when she had her accident and yeah. um and then you guys started your show and uh she started her welding line for women and yep. uh I think my mom bought me like my first welding jacket it's a Lincoln electric one and I wear nice. it all the time Nice. And it's it's from her line, and yeah, you guys are just, I don't know, you guys are literally like idols. Yeah, well, you're definitely an idol you. of mine. <laughs> I, I appreciate that, but you know, I think it's all about visibility. Like, you know, we were, Jesse and I were kind of fortunate to, <laughs> to have come into some spotlight back before social media was really a thing. But, you know, all of us, yourself included, who are just out doing what we do every day, like, yeah, we're all, we're all role models to this next generation, and like just being you and existing, like you're 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 one of those them their role models too, girl. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's true. Like I was talking about that the other day with somebody, and uh, they were asking, you know, what would you like to see more of? And I'm actually, I was actually like, you know, I'm actually happy at where the welding industry's at and where the trades are at because back when like I first started like watching you guys you know you and Jesse I say you guys but um uh basically back when there was no one <laughs> I'm gonna <Yeah>. say because <laughs> well, there, like, there were we just didn't know about them right like when I was coming up yeah yeah I didn't know were. that there was anyone else like me out there <laughs> there were no. um yeah it's just I don't know it's interesting to see that's for sure yeah. Uh, I, I just said, like, I am happy with where it's at because I've seen, like, just in the past, like, decade that I've been welding or in my trade, sort of, I've seen it go from no women to women, you know? Yeah. So, like, I know, like, five, five, six hundred women probably just on here. Yeah. Um, and they're not only into welding, like, a lot of women, like myself, are into automotive repair um, like there's so many different paths that you can take that uh -huh. you don't want to limit yourself sort of like, I didn't want to be like that pipeliner or the TIG welder or so I wanted to go and learn as much as possible. So that's what I did. And a lot of people had that old school mentality of like, stay in one spot, you know, build right. your reputation. Um, well, that's not the case with welding. Cause I have like 40 job offers a day to go <laughs> back awesome. out to Toronto um, to weld for about like 30, 40 bucks an hour. Um, some of them are robotic weld technician. Positions. Which I totally want to talk about at some point. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead and ask your questions. I'm just rambling. On. No, no, no. I love it. I, and I think you just like hit on a really important couple of really important points. Like one is the, like you're getting so many job offers on a regular basis is such a huge testament to the opportunities that are in this industry that I feel like 
we have this issue on our society right now, and it's not just a U.S. thing. It's Canada. It's kind of all over the place. It's like there we have people who need jobs, and we have a ton of jobs. But there is this disconnect because the welding community, the HVAC community, the you know mechanical community, body and paint, all of that, they're all like looking for people and desperate for people. And they're good paying jobs. Like you're yeah. in high demand. Oh, and yeah. It's just yeah, sad like, to me that the, like the word hasn't gotten out. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, it's true. Like, I don't know. The, the, the government and the like AWS and CWB, they always talk about how they can get more women involved. And it's like, well, pay us like what we're worth, you know? Um, so I'm going to say that right off the bat because um, don't stay at a position that, will not allow you to progress in your pay, in your creativity. If they're hindering you in some sort of way, find something better and get out. Um, and if that new place, same thing, do it again. You know, yeah. you just got to keep building and working on making yourself better. Um, but if a workplace won't invest in you, um, as a woman specifically, um, you have to be, confident in letting them know to invest in you so yeah. or be willing to go and move and go somewhere else because there are yes. there are opportunities I think we tend to get stuck I think both women and men like tend yeah. to get stuck in oh well all the shops are going to be like this or it's all the same like it's not there's tons of different ways that you can do yeah. stuff. yeah my first job was shit like was I hated it. it. Uh, like I've had jobs that I've loved and I've had jobs that I've hated. So you got to kind of take them and you got to work them and you got to see what you like and what you're good at and yep. what you learn can... what you can and move yeah. on. <laughs> yep. 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 Don't ever stay in one spot because there's so many different paths that you can take and uh, technology advances so quickly that you got to keep up with that or else you're just going to fall behind and you're just going to be stuck in a, you know, 18 to 25 dollar an hour job for some yeah. asshole who's welding crap and won't progress his shop production in any way right. so his business don't won't progress in any way so you got to kind of like look at it like your career what what do you want yeah. and you got to invest in yourself yeah is there um, room to grow am i learning is there am i respected am i valued and yes. can I can I continue to grow here? And if the answer is to that, somebody just raised their hand and said, "I'm stuck." Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I we hear that a lot. I I definitely hear that a lot. And it's if you're not hey, any longer growing from it, go go someplace else. So yeah. I even I have a question for you along these lines, and then I want to sure. rewind a little bit and go back in time. But um, I get asked by employers and and people in the industry a lot, like, what can we do to attract more women? What can we do to improve our industry? What, what are your words of advice to the industry, to shop owners, to um, folks that run businesses that involve these, these trades? Like, what are your words of wisdom to them that they can do to attract people and to retain them? Uh, well, I, I actually said this in my last uh, live, we were talking about it. I've worked at a place that had a, like 0% turnover rate that had hundreds of people. And that was in Toronto. And, um, and then I've worked at places that have a really high turnover rate and they've got like 30 workers. Uh, so when you 
hear stuff like that about businesses, you know, right away that you don't want to go work for a business that has 30 employees and they're constantly hiring new people. Right. Um, you want to go work for the business that has the money and nobody's quitting because it's an easy, great job. A good place to work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What are, just, what is, what's the difference between the good businesses and the bad businesses in your mind? Like, what are they doing that's different? I think they're not, they're just expecting, like, when, when I first started welding, an example, sorry, building boats, uh, I was building boats, aluminum boats for the Coast Guard. Oh, cool. Uh, they're like fire boats, fire rescue boats, and... Um, the way that they were doing things was really old school mentality and some of it that. wasn't, it was really old school mentality and some of it wasn't safe. Um, like their practices weren't safe and like they were spending a lot of like money in areas where they could have been saving money. Um, I don't know. I think in the overall of it, it was just like you either do it their way or get out. Um, and the companies that are keeping a lot of people um, listen to their employees and kind of adapt to what their employees, what will help their employees, um, you know, they'll be happier in the workplace, you know, they'll have, uh, I don't know what the word is, I guess, but the, they'll want to come to work, you know, right. they'll want to wake up in the morning, they'll want to feel like they like, like to go to work, you know, they like right. working with the people that they work with. Um, yeah. Yeah. You Create don't want to go culture. like, I, I used to hate going into that place where I built boats. Like I just wake up in the morning, like, Oh my God, I got to go back in there. Again yeah. Today. And that's not a good feeling. No, no, it's not. And then that's when you start looking for something else <laughs> and then you, find something else and you build yourself up and you're like, all right, I'm not starting from nothing. And, you know, I got all this experience. So right. I'm confident with that. And yeah, go from yeah. there. Yeah. That's awesome. <clears throat> so let's go back in time a little bit. How, how did you get started in welding? What was the, what was the beginning? Was it like always an interest of yours or how did this kind of come to be? Um, well, I have my first welder right here beside me. I have all my Aww. welders. I have three welders in here with me. Nice. <clears throat> but I got my Lincoln MIG Pack 140 when I got my uh, Honda Civic. Nice. I bought a 1996 Honda Civic hatchback when I was like 19, 18 or 19. <laughs> and I realized that it needed a whole new floor because mm -hmm. my buddy didn't tell me that it was all rusted out. So, um, oop, I almost lost you there. Uh-oh. So, it was all <laughs> so it was all rusted out. So I realized I needed to uh, purchase. Um, I, I, I didn't purchase the whole floor pan because it was too expensive to ship to Canada. I purchased uh, two side pieces, I mm -hmm. guess. Put driver side, passenger side, and then I cut out the pieces that I needed. Nice. Um, and I taught myself how to learn with flux core wire. And then I realized oh, you wow. can use gas. And then it like melts in like butter. Then I wanted to go back to school um, and I wanted to know like as much as I could because I realized that this is a useful skill. You can't just cut wood like you can't just like, you know, if you cut wood too short, you got to like throw it out or use it for something else. You know, if you cut metal a little bit too short, you can freaking weld, weld it in. <laughs> um, so I was kind of like, wow, like this is crazy, right? So um, that's kind of what got me started. Uh, interesting so with the honda like was it just a matter of 
like, okay, I have this issue. I want to figure out how to solve it. And if anybody can do it, I can do it too. Or like, what prompted you to, to look <laughs> at this problem and say, yeah, I can, I can do that. I've never welded before, but I'm going to, I'm going to teach myself. <laughs> so I'm going to say it right now, I've watched like all you guys online, you know, your shows and I I have so many YouTube people I'm subscribed to YouTube on like all the guy the car guys and stuff. Yep. I just watch so much of that stuff that eventually like you can pull the truth. Um, all the so like you know how the internet you got to pull the truth and you got to realize what's truth and what's and not. What's not. <laughs> um, based based on uh, the videos and the people in the videos and that sort of thing. Um, I kind of basically just taught myself like that. <laughs> That's awesome. And you, and you got, just like thought that you could do it. I got car buddies and stuff. Like nice. um, I, I've gained a lot of friends over the years who obviously helped me out. And um, I have a lot of car buddies that I help out. And he's in here watching probably. <laughs> like, nice. um, but yeah, I, uh, yeah. It's all like give and take, you know. Um, I've learned a lot from like mechanics who are uh, like uh, licensed mechanics, sorry, mm -hmm. who are my friends. Um, a lot of them are into Hondas. So it's, there's like a big Honda scene around here kind of, but there's no like racetracks or anything. There's one racetrack and it's getting kind of fixed up around here, but it's like really sad compared to what like a real racetrack is. <laughs> Well, they're all, they're all different degrees of real, right? Grammy. <laughs> Did you, um, were you interested in Hondas first and that's why you, like, were you interested in cars and that's why you got the Honda or did you get the Honda and then that kind of sparked an interest in cars and in Hondas and in the rest of it? Yeah. Which so came like first? I went for a well, I went for a drive in my one buddy's car and he had a Turbo Civic Si. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I fell in love. And then I was like, I'm getting my own. And I like the hatchback models better. I think they, like, look a little nicer. I just love hatchbacks <laughs> in general. I don't know why, but... <laughs> and I like I like my D-series because it's the underdog. So anybody saying different, just step back. <laughs> Whatever. We're all entitled to like what we like, even if it's weird and nobody else likes it. Exactly. Just get that out of the way. <laughs> um, but I also own a, like, I'm not biased at all. I'm not, like, a Honda girl, um, specifically. Uh, I like all kinds of vehicles. Um, but I own a 1982 El Camino as well that Ooh. I'm restoring. Yes. Nice. That's what I've been working on mostly. Um, and I've been daily driving my Civic, which I don't really like doing in the winter, but it hasn't really snowed yet. Nice. So I'm going to let it slide for a little bit. Um, you got to like undercoat of cars here all the time so that we don't get salt and rust. Yeah. And yeah, it's a whole Things bunch of I'm fun. grateful I don't have to worry about in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> I would live in the desert in a second. Like I'm <laughs> telling you, I, I live Come on down. Come on down. <laughs> dirt biking and like no snow or salt. Uh, that's like the perfect place to be. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so you did, did, so did you wind up going to school for welding? Is that? Yeah. So I went back to school for welding when I was about, uh, 20, 
25, I think, 24, okay. 25. What was, what was that experience like? Because I, I went back to school when I was a little older too, and I was like the oldest person. <laughs> I'm like, would you shut up and listen? <laughs> and they're like, Missy. And I'm like, no, you shut up and listen. And I'll buy you I'm trying to learn. learn. <laughs> yeah, we'll drink after school, okay? I paid for this. I'm here. <laughs> yeah. No, I was like the mom, yeah. There was only yep. one guy who was older. Um, and we used to go out for drinks all the time after. It was fun. Great yeah. fun. Yeah. 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 How long of a program was it? Uh, it was only two years, but okay. it was the longest welding program. So I got my uh, certificate and my diploma after. Um, nice. I graduated with honors. So I got a grant for $2,500 Canadian. And I thought that was great. And then people started talking about the grants. Eh? And I'm like, oh, geez. <laughs> like okay <laughs> but anyways I'm thankful for anything right like absolutely um, I, I had to write like a four-page essay I'm not very good with words so I just kind of like spoke from the heart and I'm like you know this is why I'm here I want to better my life you know um, I've learned from people who raised me that I need to start early and I need to figure out what I'm gonna do um, that sort of thing and yeah and it worked. I don't know. It worked. So, um, Speaking from I, the heart. <laughs> I would always, I would always say apply for grants if you can. Um, Absolutely. I, di I didn't even know about them, um, but it, everything helps. So I yeah. put it towards school. I just put the 2,500 rate towards school. I'm like, yeah, pay that off. <laughs> totally. Yeah, yeah. There's a ton of great programs out there and scholarships <laughs> for both guys and girls. Um, but there's, there's specifically a lot for ladies and there's yeah. sadly not that much competition for the ones for ladies. So you have yeah. a really good chance if you're yeah. interested in doing this, like those, the resources are out there to support you and help you get there. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. So now you did, so you did school and then in Canada, I know that it's a little bit different than it is in the U.S. You had like an apprenticeship that you had to do, right? Or how does that work? Yeah. So we had, uh, I think it's like 600 and I don't know, 680 hours uh, that you have to complete. But then there's also a book that you have to fill out. Uh, you go through your stick, then your MIG, then your TIG, then uh, any cutting uh, brazing, soldering, that sort of stuff. Right. Um, you got to get signed off for all of it and then you got to send it in. Um, and they, they kind of screwed around with me for a bit and they tried to say that like, I didn't fill it out properly because some of the dates didn't match or something. And I'm like, you know, like if you're going to try this with me, I'm just going to go straight to the CWB. So that's what I did. And like, I don't screw around when it comes to people trying to, you know, especially because like, like your career yeah yeah no and especially with all those hours and like all the experience that you've put into that I was pretty peed so and it goes towards my red seal uh sort of being able to write my red seal so that's what I wanted in the end so I went to the CWB and uh challenged it, it it's like a hundred or two hundred dollars or something and you have to send in all these freaking forms oh wow and I had to photocopy like my 60 page like uh, applic or my 60 page um, apprenticeship book. And yeah, it was torture. But then I was able to write it. And like, you got to fight for what you want, you know. What do you what do you think it is about you that's given you that ability? Like, was it 
was is it something you were raised with is it something inherent in you like were you always like the the fierce little girl who's like i'm gonna i'm gonna stand up for myself or where does that come from no no um i was never <laughs> i was never like that i was always taught to just sit there you know and be seen not heard um i grew up with a very strict father you know he was always drinking so we're always trying to just like stay out of the way um but when i grew up and you know i i've been on my own since i was 16 so oh, wow. um i think it was part of that maybe that <laughs> helped me grow up and realize you know like i i had like a bunch of dead-end jobs till i was about 20 and then finally realized what you know I could be a welder and I could actually do that for a living because I like it. Um, yeah. It wasn't until about then that I realized that, yeah, I don't need all those, yourself. I don't need all those dead end jobs. I'm going to stand up for myself. This is what I want. and I'm going to fight for it. And I did. So that's awesome. I don't know. And I still do <laughs> like, I, I don't know everything and I never will. Um, constantly learning every day. Um, like I, I know I'm not a mechanic. So when I watch you guys and working on that kind of stuff, I'm just like, sometimes I'm like blown away. I'm like, Oh wow. Like that's so cool. It'd be so fun to come work with you guys. And like, cause I'm more uh, automotive repair technician. So like sheet metal body work maybe. Yeah. But like when it comes to the motor side of things, like I'm trying to rebuild my four barrel carb right now. <laughs> And I can use some damn help. <laughs> Carbs are a whole nother world. I'm like more into the projected <laughs> side of things. So I don't know. But I'll say like, I look at your welds and I'm, I'm a mechanic. I'm not a welder. <laughs> I can make metal stick together and I can get by and I'm probably, you know, I'm decent. I'm decent, yeah. but yeah. I will never claim to be a welder. So I look <laughs> at your stuff and I'm like, Ooh, goals. <laughs> oh, it's so fun though. Like, um, I don't know. That's why I like it so much. Like, when you like something that you do, time just like flies by, you know? Yeah. Like I used to work 16 hour shifts and I used to have so much fucking fun doing it that like, I'd be like, oh, it's the end of the day. Oh, That's awesome. Yeah. And then I'd- You know you're like, in a good, what job like, was that? Yeah, um, I welded uh, aluminum, TIG welded aluminum um, shear panels for Tesla. Um, so they were like X brace, they're like an X brace kind of shear panel that goes on hmm. the bottom of the Tesla. Interesting. Um, and it's two stamped aluminum pieces that go together. And then you just like probably like stitch weld, probably 26 stitch welds on each one. And you got to take it, put it on the rack. And I'd probably do like, I don't know, 80 of them a day. Oh, wow. To a hundred. Well, depends, you know, if I was getting going, yeah. <laughs> it was a good day. Yeah. That's awesome. But yeah, I love doing that stuff. You know, it gets old after a while, but um, like you don't want to do it for fucking 10 years or something that would just get so old and boring, yeah. I think. Like production welding is boring in my opinion. So when I became a production weld supervisor, it was like a whole other world for me, right? Like I'd never even known that like you could get into that. <laughs> I was like, oh, I can do it supervisor for welders and then just screw around on welders whenever I want like it was <laughs> I don't know it was fun um but yeah with experience comes reward right like um I'm happy that I'm getting all this recognition now because of my health I'm dealing with like a bunch of health issues and stuff but like that's fine um thank you but you gotta like I just 
put it in the back of my mind, you know, and you just got to keep like thinking positively. So like, what's the positive thing of this? You know what I mean? And it's like, well, positive thing of this is that I am where I am today and I can tell everyone about my experiences and where I've come from and here, you know, here I am today. So I'm happy that I can do that. I'm just thankful. (laughs) That's awesome. And that's a great, that's a great space to be in. And like you firsthand know, that seeing people do this work is what inspires the next generation. Like you were talking earlier about, um, about just being happy with where the industry is at. And like, I don't know that I'm there with you yet, that I'm happy with where the industry is at, but I am really hopeful because I see like with each generation, it, it improves dramatically and we multiply. Right. And like, I tell a 50 year old that I'm an auto mechanic and they're like, really? But I tell a 10-year-old little boy that I'm a mechanic and they're like, that's cool. <laughs> like, they, it like, it doesn't phase them, right? Like, the yes. next generation is going to be flipping amazing. I think it's just, I'm excited about where we're going. Yeah, I think, well, like, like I said, I'm happy at where we are because I never would have thought, like, 10 years ago that there would be right. all of these women here. Yeah. And... And that's the only reason that I'm happy where we are. We're we're not in an equal space as far as women and men. Not yet. But we're getting there. I don't think think we ever will get there until women just completely take over the industry again. Maybe a war. (laughs) Maybe a war or something, right? Like where we're all welding up tanks and, you know preparing that kind of stuff oh but. she's going dramatic here All right. oh yeah I'm, I'm telling you like something would happen um where women would be forced into the industry um and to work yeah i think it's interesting you mentioned that like it wasn't always a thing that that it was unusual for women to be involved in this kind of work like during the war i mean obviously that was kind of out of necessity but then it was like after the war there was there was like a concerted effort to get mm-hmm. women out of that work. Yeah. And then it's taken us a really long time to recover from that and get back. back well, it's to... funny because my grandfather is only, you know, two generations above me. He's passed now. He died at the age of 94, oh, wow. but he was in the, um, he was in world war two. And I, I believe my grandmother was, uh, a riveter at one point that's awesome and like when i look at my grandmother you would never think you know what i mean like that woman riveted at some point in her life and it's like she just had to do it right like so it wasn't it wasn't out of i don't know and maybe she liked it maybe she didn't i never asked her and never had the opportunity but um yeah so like it i don't know I don't know if it'll ever get to the point where we have to get women in the trades because there's men off doing something else, fixing something else. But um, when it does get to the point where there's more women in the trades, that's when I think that it'll become equal. But it it won't be equal if there's equal women in the trades and equal men. It'll still always be like this. That's just how the world works. You think so? I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm delusionally optimistic that I... (laughs) I feel like we're on a, a good path. I don't know that I don't know that I'm gonna live to see the change. I think there's I, lots of support out there from men. Um, I like back when I from first men started. Or for oh men. yeah, from yeah, men. Me too. From men. 
Um, back when I first started, like men were like, what the hell are you doing here? Like, are you someone's kid? You know what I mean? <laughs> Delivering yeah. their lunch. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. no, I'm here to weld. <laughs> So they'd throw me in, like, the hull of the boat or something, and they'd be like, eh, we'll get her scared, you know, and she'll never come back again. And uh, I've gone through that so many times in my life that at this point it's just funny. It's funny yeah. to me. I'm like, I'll do it. <laughs> I yeah. am scared. Are you scared? <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It's just fun at this point. Like, um, men are so much more um, helpful nowadays. I find that, like, it's just fun to work with men. I don't know. I, I wouldn't like working, like, a clothing store or, like, a shoe store with, like, women. I'd be so bored. I would just be, like, I wouldn't even have things to talk about. Like, I'd just be standing there, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but with men, with men, um, it's easy for me to talk to men because I'm, yeah, I don't know. I worked with a guy, and he's probably still watching. His name's Graham. And uh, we watched YouTube, uh, guys on YouTube all the time, car videos and, yeah, shit like that all the time. And he's got a Honda as well, a Honda hatchback. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I get along I get along better with men, but when there's a woman welder around, I'm just like, yay! And we become, like, best friends because uh, that doesn't happen very often. Have you had the opportunity to work with other women welders? Um, once in Toronto. Once? Okay. Um, she was on a night shift and I was on a day shift, but we had to work together like every now and then. We would like cross paths. That's cool. Um, but I haven't actually got to like what you do with the girls and the cars and stuff like that. I would love to do that. I would well, pay no, to come, come. I would pay to come and do that. Come, come on out. You just have to get yourself here. And then hang out with us and work with us. <laughs> yeah, I'll bring the whiskey. <laughs> deal. You've got a deal. <laughs> so you've done. So you started out doing boats, and then, right? Uh, that's not what I started doing. Oh, okay. No, okay. I actually worked at Ford. Um, okay. Doing automotive repair technician. Oh. Um. Was that yeah. before welding school or after welding school? That was when I was like probably like 18 19 okay. years old okay. um I just happened to get the job through a buddy um he asked me you know I know you do like work on your car or whatever would you like to get into this um and I did my apprenticeship through them um and I worked for like a year doing that okay nice um I just found it really like after working on somebody else's car, I didn't want to work on my vehicles at all. I and I'm like, that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why I never wanted to become a mechanic. I'm like, no, like I would hate that. Like, uh, God bless your soul, Bogey, because, <laughs> oh damn, like I had a concrete, <laughs> I had a concrete snowbank. Can you fix my bumper? Um, my car is in horrible condition for exactly that reason. And people oh, make well, fun like, of me. Yeah, all so the time. is mine. So is mine. Yeah. And they're like they look at they look at the bottom falling out of my daily driver. That's uh it's a two thousand two Grand Dam yeah. and it's falling apart and I'm like I can't say I'm a welder and drive this around because right. people are gonna look at but then again you don't fix your own vehicles, you fix everybody else's. You're too busy. Yep, yep. the shoemaker's children go without shoes. That is one hundred percent the truth. <laughs> It's crazy. 
And uh, yeah, I don't know. It just. Oh. So tell me, you've done a, a ton of different types of welding and different types of work. What, um, what are some of the different things that you've done and what's been your favorite thus far? So I've done basically every type of welding. Um, I haven't welded specific materials before, like I haven't welded magnesium. Um, there's all the processes that I've done, like MIG, TIG, stick. Um, I haven't really welded pipe too much. Okay. Um, so I haven't really gotten into that, but everything else I've pretty much done. Um, so the reason that, um, I bought all my machines that I have is because I believe in using the processes for what they should be used for. So like, um, a lot of people will be like, ah, oh, TIG weld everything or, uh, MIG weld everything or stick weld everything. Well, you can't do that because you're... If you tried to stick weld uh, sheet metal um, to repair a 1982 El Camino, have fun. Right. <laughs> uh, it, if you're going to try and TIG weld the floor pan in on a 1982 El Camino, have fun. Um, so you got to yeah, have like different processes processes. are right for different, different tasks. Absolutely. Do you, do you have one that you prefer or that you enjoy more? Um, well, I obviously like MIG welding because it's quick. Um, you can use it outside. It's not so, like, environmentally touchy. So, like, if it's got a little bit of a breeze outside, you can still use it outside to repair an exhaust or something like that. You can use uh, stainless wire in a MIG machine. Um, so if you wanted to repair a stainless exhaust uh, under your car outside the middle of the winter, you can bring your MIG, MIG welder out and do that instead. Um, uh, and then there's like, if you want to make it look fancy and do like nice stainless, um, pie cuts, uh, for like a turbo down pipe, or, mm -hmm. um, if you want to do like, uh, aluminum intercooler tubing, you want to use uh TIG welding. So you want to make it look nice and you want to take your time and, um, you want to have it set up inside, like in a shop where there's no environmental wind or. Nothing that's going to contaminate your welds. Um, but then there's stick that you can use outside without any gas. Um, so, I don't know. There's So, all of them. You like yeah. all of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. You were asking me which ones I liked. Uh, yeah, what I like do you enjoy the most? <laughs> I like every single kind. <laughs> Her answer is yes. What do you like the most? Yes. All of so the above. <laughs> soldering, brazing, <laughs> everything. All right, so as far as types of work, because you've done a bunch of different jobs, though, like not MIG, TIG, stick, but like you've done boats, you've done cars, you've done structural, you've done robotics. Yep, yep. What, um, what's, been, what's been your favorite of that? And what honestly, are you doing now? <laughs> so, okay, those are a lot of questions. <laughs> I know, sorry. <laughs> Let's start with which one's your favorite. Of yes, all you of can, the different types you, of work. He says you, you can take outside. Yeah, you can take outside. Okay. Yes. yes. Um, just don't prefer it. But yeah. um, so. Favorite. <laughs> Favorite type of work. Boats, cars, structural, 
Oh, I definitely love working on cars, like hands okay. down. That's my favorite. <laughs> I started at Ford um, doing the auto body repair. Um, and then I realized it wasn't for me because I wanted to work on my own cars and I enjoy my own vehicles and working on my friends' cars and everyone else's cars. Um, I didn't want to work on Ford vehicles specifically. And then they came out with the uh, all Ford aluminum bodies. Um, so I had would have had to go back to school to learn um, basically how to work on aluminum bodies okay. instead. Um, so yeah, I kind of got out of that and I went into forklift attachments, uh, yep. forklift attachment building. It's okay. like three inch thick steel. So like very um, structural type stuff. Where yeah, it's like, really, yeah. really thick. You got a um, metal core arc welded at like 600 wire, uh, 600 feet per second or something. Um, like it's ridiculous. It's real hot. You know, um, I liked doing that. I liked building boats, but automotive is just hands down the best because like once I'm done building my El Camino, I'm going to drive it down. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> and I'm going to be like, bogey, get in. <laughs> yes. Like, I don't know. There's so just, there's just nothing better than um, rebuilding a car and then getting into it and driving it and just being like, I fucking did this. As a woman, there is nothing cooler than that. Like, I, I don't think know. it's anybody, male or female, but yes, there is an added, but be, like, I don't added know, bonus being a male, as a woman. <laughs> <laughs> being a female and being able to be like, yeah, that's what I did. Right. And like, even like my family knows nothing about what I do, really. My grandma and everyone, you know, my uncles are all like, oh, what the hell? You know what I mean? <laughs> Want to fix are they my supportive? Boat? Are people uh, yeah. supportive of what you do? Yeah, yeah, for the most part, yeah. My mom, not so much. She wanted me to be a paramedic, but yeah. Okay. Dream, dreams are dreams. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you wind up doing robotics, and what was that, what was that like? Uh, so I moved out to Toronto. I got a job. Uh, I was welding the Tesla shear panels for... 16 hours a day and I was like you know what I gotta get into something else because this is not healthy for you you know even though you're wearing a mask it's it's a lot it's, it's still not good you know it's kind of like underwater welding where you want to do it for a couple of years then get the hell out um make your money and then move and then, on yeah. yeah um so that's kind of what I did um and I got another job at a place called Magnet International they're really big in Toronto um, and I ended up working with, uh, Atlas, Atlas fluid systems. Okay. And I became a weld supervisor there and I headed on a project for like GM, like basically the big three companies, GM, Ford. Um, actually we made parts for Honda too. Um, they were, uh, oil feed parts that were vacuum raised. Um, okay. But yeah, basically we were starting because uh, they wanted to go all aluminum in the engine bay for the EGR system. I believe I said that right. Okay. For the Ford F-150s. They wanted okay. to like have the, they wanted to have like these little canisters of, um, with like a little bit of gas in them to like help them start or something easier. Okay. Anyways, we were, we were welding the aluminum canisters with, like, okay. the pipes on them and all this kind of stuff in production. 
So that's what I had to uh, research and develop basically ways in, that we could TIG weld uh, robotically and stuff like that. So I got to work with Fronius and ABB uh, Robotics. And yeah, a lot of people out in Toronto. Um, I gained a lot of my network networking out, uh, out in Toronto. Like, that's where I met all the cool people. <laughs> and all the car places are out there. So I was like, yeah. af after work, I was like, come on. I was like, yeah, I got to like stop at Too Fast and Garage 16. If there's anyone listening who knows those places. I don't know. <laughs> They're freaking awesome. So like, yeah, I'd go in and I'd yeah, yeah, buy car parts after I worked all day. Very cool. They'd just look at me like, just, yeah. So were you, were you building the robotics or figuring out how to, like, what were you doing with the robotics? Um, so I was working with a, uh, weld technician from Fronius who we were buying our weld cells from. So they, Fronius is the company who sell, who sold the weld cell. And okay. then ABB Robotics was the company who was selling us the robot. Okay. So in order to pair them together, it's called integration okay. and integration costs a lot of money. Uh, for like a big company like that. So, um, so like to get, so to get ABB or to Fronius to come in and basically install the robot, install all the safety structures around the robot and like know all the procedures, know all the, all the regulations that you need to know. Um, it costs a lot of money. So, um, my supervisor sent me, and basically invested in me instead of having them do it. So that was basically my job was integrating cool. the robotics that I learned from ABB and Fronius and bringing it into that production. Interesting. But in, in the end, we ended up going with no robotic welding. We went. Oh, up, really? Yeah, we went. We went with um, vacuum brazing because it was faster. Um, more cost-effective. Interesting. So after all of that, they didn't go with the robotics. <laughs> and easier to operate. Like, uh, so basically the operators just go up, load the part, and then press the buttons. You know what I mean? So you don't need to know how uh, how robot works. You don't need to know how welder works. It was just a lot easier for, like, people to come in and operate. And the people who worked on those machines loved their job because they said, oh, you know, it's very easy. I come in every day and I just press button, put in machine. And they loved it. So, and like, I'd go crazy doing that stuff, but they loved it. Awesome. So some people like it. Some people don't. <laughs> There's something for everybody at the end of the day, right? You know, yeah, there is. And you just gotta the find thing it. that's for you. Yep. Yeah. So what are you doing now? Okay. So right now I'm laid off. Oh no. Um, yep. I had uh, some health issues there and then I was on sick leave for a bit and then my company just decided no we're just gonna lay you off for a little bit but I can go back to them whenever I want or okay. not <laughs> it's really up to me okay what do you want to do what's um, next for Missy Wells I don't really know um I've just been taking it like all with all this COVID stuff going on um it sucks. <laughs> I'd Tell really like to, I'd really like to visit tons of people in the States, you know. I've made lots of connections and stuff, so um but next year, like 
I'm a Everlast Weld Ambassadors. Um, so next year I'll be at Fabtech, I believe, if nice. that is going on. Um, so I'll see all of you at Fabtech if you're there. I got to go to Fabtech once and it was so awesome and I want to go again. Why do they have to have it so close to SEMA? I know, I know. It's too much. It's too much. <laughs> <laughs> so I'd like to do that. Um, I don't know. We'll see what next year holds. And then, you know, I just take it day at a time. So okay. not really worried about my future or where, where I'll be or... I'm pretty confident in finding jobs and right now I'm just to make ends meet. I'm just making like art for friends and family. And oh, cool. literally, literally I've had so much to do <laughs> that I haven't even had time to relax. <clears throat> so I'm going to relax tonight and tomorrow Good. and Christmas. Good. Um, you got to take so, care of you. Yeah. Yeah. And I went shopping and got myself some stuff from Santa. So I was like, Good. damn, I'm good. Good. <laughs> Very cool. All right. Um, what we've talked about a bunch of this already, but I want to kind of like succinctly come back to it is what, what is your advice to a young woman, the young you? Um, wanting I would to say, get into this industry. I would say like life changes so quickly that you never know where you're going to be or what you're going to want to do in like five years, let alone, especially in this industry is what I'm saying. Um, like the careers are just changing so quickly that, and the technology is just advancing so quickly that there's so many possibilities and so many career paths that you can go on that don't just think like, Oh, this is the only this is the only career path that I have in welding. I have to think of going back to school for nursing or something completely different, right? Like you can use that and you can go on a different path. You can go on like, like I said, to be a robotic programmer. Um, I'm a weld technician. I got ro robotics programming. Um, I'm an auto body repair technician. Um, I'd love to learn how to race cars one day, like maybe even professionally, who knows? Like I'm only 32, so you never know. You're right? a baby still. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like you never know what can happen in two years, 10 years. So just never give up and never think like this is it because everything comes to an end and there's always something better out there. You just gotta find it. <laughs> and go after it, yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. So Instagram doesn't let us go for too, too long. So I want to definitely make sure that we um, get covered, like where people can find you and where, how people can support you. So uh, you can find me on Instagram, Missy Welds. Um, I have a link on there for some of the stuff that I make, but I basically make anything that anyone wants me to make, like, you know, custom stuff. Um, I've made like car, little cars before of like people's cars, um, hot rods, stuff like that. Um, nice. yeah, I don't know. You can just find me on Instagram. 
I have a Facebook. I have a Facebook account too. It's the exact same thing, so okay. it's easy. To, it's easy to find. <laughs> At Missy Wells, I will make sure that I have a link to that in the description. This live will be awesome. obviously posted up on um, on my IGTV, and it'll live there. So. Cool. Um, I will make sure that there's a link to, to that as well. And everybody out there, like, please definitely give her some love. <laughs> Go follow her. Check out her work. She's a, a really phenomenally talented welder. Um, so, Thank somebody you. just said we're hiring, just saying. Yeah, I saw <laughs> so, that. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to move to Ohio, apparently? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's also cold. You don't want to move to Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, I'm used to the cold, though, now. Right. Um, it's crazy. Well, and once it snows in Canada, it's funny. It, once it snows here, it gets warmer. So it's like, God damn it, snow. <laughs> Interesting. If it snowed here in Arizona, I think everybody would not know what to do. Or in Phoenix, yeah. at least. It snows <laughs> in northern Arizona. But. Well, I want to wish you a very Merry Christmas. I hope that you actually take time to relax. And I will. Rest and enjoy. And I hope all of you who have joined in and, and hung out with us for this last hour um, also take some good time for yourself and take care of you. Um, be good to yourselves. Be good to one another. And I thank you for joining us. And message me your address, Missy, so I can send you your happy hour gift. A lovely oh, yay! Yeah. Whiskey glass. Um, and then I got my wins. Well Devils mug here. There you go. That works too. Well, uh, this will join yeah. your collection. Um, and when <laughs> all this you. crazy COVIDness nice. dies down, we're going to get you out to Phoenix to, to help out on the Volvo build, all right? Oh, that'd be awesome. Oh, right. yeah. I'd love that. Awesome. I appreciate you joining me and agreeing to do happy hour with me. I appreciate Yay! everybody who Thanks, tuned everyone. in. Thank you guys all so much. Have a fantastic, fantastic evening and Merry Christmas. and happy all all of the things um and i i'm gonna very last minute because i've gotten a ton of posts from somebody saying to please give a shout out to eric schiff so i am giving a shout out to eric schiff i don't normally do that but he's been very persistent so i'm gonna reward that as a merry christmas and <laughs> i hope you guys all have a fantastic christmas and we'll see you next week cheers bye guys thank you bye